Welcome to Hockey Night in New York, where Islanders hockey is always top shelf. Whether you got your start as a dynasty veteran, a Millbury survivor, or you were born into the Church of Trots, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, here are your eclectic hosts, Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night in New York. Welcome to the program, everyone. It is Monday, January 25th, 2021. Coming at you live from the Hockey Night New York studios on Long Island. Another big show coming up for you tonight. Charlie O'Connor from The Athletic covering the Philadelphia Flyers will be joining us, as well as the great Donald Rosner from Blue Line Deli and Bagels. Got a big announcement for us coming later on. My name is Sean Cuthbert. With me, as always, is Mr. Christian Arnold. Christian how are you? I'm doing very well, Sean. Thank you for asking. That's, that's very kind of you. That's great to hear. How are you? I'm doing all right. I you don't know? Care. Oh, thank you. That's that's also <laughs> very nice of you. What a gentleman if you are. You didn't are. see that coming. Then. Right. So, you know, a little different tonight. We're doing a Monday because yes. the, the Islanders played last night yes, against did. the Devils. We'll talk about that um, disaster of a night later. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're in full swing of the season here. We, we have five games played. And I want to remind everybody that we are sponsored by Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Head on over for great food, great people, and great service. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com. Can't wait to talk to Donnie later on. We're also sponsored by Thai Technology, a voiceover IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. If you're tired of dealing with long hold times and the impersonal service of companies like Spectrum, Optimum, and Verizon, give Thai Technology a call at 516-856-7800 for three months of free service. And we'd also like to thank our brand new sponsor, Through Go Hockey Media, the Hewlett House of Tires, located at 1740 Rockaway Avenue in Hewlett. Offering a free tire rotation with oil change and $20 off tire, tire alignment. Just mention the Hockey Night New York podcast when you stop in or call for an appointment at 516-593-2200. And you can check them out at HewlettHouseOfTires.com. So, Christian, like I said, we are five games in. We've seen four shutouts through those five games, which is a little strange. The Islanders have won three so far, putting them at three and two. Some ups, some downs. What do you say, CA? Certainly an interesting start to the season. There's been some one ups, like you, you were saying. Use. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because you look sure. at on one hand, you have the Islanders who scored, uh, what was it, eight goals in two games between their shut their uh, shutout win of the Boston, well, the uh, New York Rangers, their shutout win, uh, their 4 1 win over the New, uh, New Jersey Devils Correct. and the one nothing win over the Boston Bruins. Also so, accurate. Victories. Good games for the most part. The Bruins game was a little sloppy. Start so, off It was a slow. little sloppy, yeah. yeah. Was, I mean, nobody was good in that game. The Ranger game was obviously, the first one was much better than the first Devil game. Again, the first game they played against the Devils in Nassau Coliseum was a great effort by the New York Islanders. And then on the other hand, you have two very bad losses on which you had the Islanders struggle to put up goals. They were scoreless. And they didn't give anyone, kind of goes hand in hand, they didn't give run support to Ilya Sorokin, who was a net, who kind of yeah. got hung out to dry him in both of those games. Yeah. So yeah. it's certainly an interesting start to the season. Um, you know, you know, Semyon Varlamov off to a great start this, this year as Phenomenal well. Phenomenal start. Um, you have the Islanders offense, which is there some nights, the top line, top six, you could say, um, putting in its work on some nights and other nights just struggling to find in the back of that. And that's the nights you're seeing them not, not score because as you look through the first couple of games, it's really kind of been a disproportionate um, balance to 
which which ask which you know part of the team is scoring. It's really been on the the top six has really been carrying the load. Not even really. It's kind of been the top three. Yeah, that's that's true too. And you um, kind of throw Brock Nelson in the mix as well. He's, yes. you know, he's a couple goals there. It's like the top four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> top three plus one. Because there's two guys, and I kind of called them out last night after the game. And look, obviously you give Beauvillier a break because he missed half the game last night. But mm-hmm. I would say even, you know, with the, without even factoring that in, through these first five games now, I think it's kind of fair to start saying where's Josh Bailey and where's Anthony Beauvillier. Now, we know Beauvillier can be streaky. We're, we're every, I think everybody in Islander country is kind of just waiting for him to become a consistent contributor offensively on this team. I feel like we've been saying that, though, for a couple of years now. No, literally, that's been his M.O. And you saw his performance in the playoffs last season, and you thought, hey, maybe this is a sign of, of him becoming a regular scorer, a more consistent scorer. Now, granted, there's still 51 games to go, but obviously not the start you're looking for. And, you know, if you want it, look, they're 3-2. and two. They're, they're fine. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine right now. But if you want to nitpick the games that they lost – I mean, those are guys you're going to look at kind of right away yeah, oh, and 100%. say, you know, where's the help there? I mean, you guys are playing top six minutes, and you're not really producing. You know, they had that one play. I forget which game it was. It was the only real noticeable play, I think. And maybe I'm not being fair to these guys, but <laughs> the most noticeable play they had for me was when Bailey put a nice little flip pass up for, for a breakaway for Bavilia that didn't end up converting. I forget which that game That was the Boston was Bruins game, I think. Pro- I think you're right. It was because um, it, it was. It was, yeah. So outside of that, you know, not to say that, you know, they're not they're not, you know, playing hard out there or anything like that. I don't think they're dogging it, but there's nothing showing up in the score sheet. Again, and it has to happen. You know, like I was saying before, it's disproportionate where the offense is coming from. You're yeah. you're happy. It's kind of it's kind of ironic when you think about it. The last couple of years, we've always talked about kind of the opposite of what's going on. You saw the bottom six kind of carrying the load, and then at certain points, you saw you saw the top six kind of struggle to find the back of the net at different points of the season. Now, right. here to start this year, this this very bizarre season, you have the top six or the you know the top four. You could really say, right. um, you know, minus you know Josh Bailey, who's not a huge goal scorer to begin with, and well, he's and he's been Bofillier. putting up points the last few years. You you, you expect him to, to get on the right score right sheet. he's more he's more he's the guy that's setting up these these goals yeah um but you're right you're right it's been a disproportionate amount where these 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 points have been coming from for the islanders and the bottom six just haven't 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 had what they what they need and two i think you have you can make the argument and i think a lot of people will make the argument that part of that has to do with the fact that you've kind of mixed and matched these lines within the third line in particular um with ross johnson you know jg pajot and then insert third player there it's been key for bellos at times it was michael uh, michael dal cole the other night right um so you know, people aren't thrilled that uh, you know. I guess that he's not being given the most offensive, offensive minded players to play on his wing. Yeah, I mean, Kiefer Bellis is an offensive minded guy. I, I, you know, Ross Johnson has his moments, but certainly not known for his offense. Yeah, well, now that you brought that line up, we might as well key on it. And I think, as expected, we knew that that line was going to be up for debate. Yeah, going into the oh, season, and you got plenty of opinions out there in Island <laughs> the country on who should be there. Uh, you know, we're already kind of saying, seeing people saying, "Get Johnston out of there," right. and I get it, I get it, and I give Trotz credit for for looking for some consistency. You know, keeping kind of stubbornly keeping Bellows and and um, Johnson there for the first few games, even though he he hinted at making some changes and he didn't. Right, and well, now he's going to have to. Right. Well, potentially have right. to. Right, yeah. I, I mean, day-to-day, Bovillier could still be good to go tomorrow. Uh, we'll talk about that some more. But as far as that third line goes, I think if there's any, I don't know, if you want to look at a glass half full for, full for any of you guys that are upset with, with that line so far, is Barry has so far gone with 
youth on the wings. It may not be the young guys you want <laughs> out there, but they started with Bellows and Johnston, and even though Johnston hasn't really been considered a regular on this team, he's a younger guy. And Bellows, obviously, everybody was thrilled with the fact that he, right. he was getting a crack at it. And look, their their minutes have been, I don't want to say sheltered, but they, they've been a little fewer and further between because of the special teams that's gotten involved. Right, and then you've seen kind of Pajot double up where he's going down and he's playing center with Casey and, uh, I think it's Casey and Cal when they're out there. So, I mean, he's certainly kind of been shifted around as well with where he's playing. And, you know, you'll, like I said, you'll see, you'll see Trotz throw him out there with mm. Casey and Cal and kind of that defensive situation where, you know, you need a, you need a big draw or right. in certain situations. So, I, I mean, he's getting his time, but, uh, you know, there's, there's certainly, a, a, I think, a fair argument to be made that not putting the offensive-minded guys around him is definitely not, uh, not the the biggest help. Even even when you look back to last year's playoffs, I mean, Derek Broussard is not you know someone I consider a, a, you know a, used to be a big offensive talent. It used I mean, to be, but that wasn't his role. He was brought in yeah. to play with the. I think he's got a couple down in Arizona already. <laughs> he's got he? at least one. Yeah. So, you know that. but I think the point I was getting at is that he was a guy that at least they had there was cohesion. It, you yeah. know, there was a lot of symmetry between the two of them, and they had a, a pretty good bond. Um, once they developed a, you know, developed that during the postseason and that, that bubble run. So it, it's certainly interesting to see now that Pajot has to kind of adjust and, and work with these, these new guys around. I think there's, there's an opportunity to be had with Bellows. And I know a lot of people want to see Wallstrom in the lineup. I know a lot of people, especially since he's the one that in particular is dubbed, you know, the more offensive minded player in that, in that role. Yeah. And just to continue my point with going with the younger guys so far on those wings, was when they pulled Bellows out, they went with Del Cole. They mm-hmm. didn't go to old, reliable Leo Kamarov, right. which I think a lot of people <laughs> were expecting. I know I kind of teased that before the season started. I said I wouldn't be surprised to see Leo in there. Right. We haven't yet. So, again, maybe the Islander fans aren't getting exactly what they want, but we are seeing a difference. We are seeing a change. And if Bavillier's out you know, starting tomorrow, then I think there's a really good chance we might see Wallstrom in there because they're going to have to bump somebody up into a top-six position. To, to hopefully mm-hmm. help with the scoring up there. And, you know, maybe you still see Bellows and or Dal Cole with Johnson. Or, you know what, like, I don't mind sitting Johnson for a game now. We gave him five. <laughs> Let's see what the other guys can do. And obviously, you know, Bovillier is going to play a big part on, on, on Trotz's decisions there. But again, we're seeing a slow migration to, to giving more trust to the younger guys in the roster. I will play devil's advocate just to kind of poke the bear a little bit here. Why not? And so let's say you, you, you don't have Beauvillier in the lineup. You could also very easily see um, Peugeot move up into that, that top six role. You slot Dal Cole over, and then you put Leo Komarov in. And then, there's and, and then there's options. that then there's that bottom three that that everyone would go crazy about. There's I'm, a lot of options, but I think I think especially when you look at the faceoff numbers, I think Barry's still going to want. Nelson, Pajot, and, and Barzell all taking face-offs on separate lines. Because no, no, if I you agree, bring Pajot up there... I'm just saying in the interim, that could very well be an option that plays out Anything well. is on the table. So, I, I mean, there. this is kind of an all-hands-on-deck hands that, you know, everyone has, has to play a role, whether they're somewhat comfortable in it, whether it's the, the exact role that they should be playing, but especially in this shortened season where you kind of have to be amenable to and, and adjustable to everything. That's one yeah. of the big things that Trotz preached during the training camp leading up to this was the fact that, you know, one of the things he's looking for is guys that can play different roles when they need them to because this is the year, if any, that you're going to need, the uh, you know, you're going to need some of these bottom six guys to be able to play different positions or some of your top six guys to kind of play different different positions and different roles than they're used to. Yeah, and like any season, the opening of a season, is there's still a feeling out period. Yeah. You're still trying to figure out who's going to be your go-to guys and 
I think Barry's just still kind of going through this 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 squad here and figuring out who's who he's going to be able to rely on. And he gave Bellas a few games. Now maybe he's going to give Del Cole a couple games. And 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 again, pending Bovillier status, maybe we see Walsham get in there. Yeah. And you know maybe something clicks, and you know we can take it from there. But we got to take a break. So the Islanders have the Caps coming up soon, but they also have two games coming up later on in the week against the Philadelphia Flyers. We're going to bring Charlie O'Connor on after the break to talk about that. We will be right back. Customer service is the backbone of any great business, and reliable telecommunication is essential to keeping your client base happy. Introducing Thai Technology, a low-cost, flexible internet phone service founded on the idea that every customer deserves exceptional service while providing simple setup and management and easy integration to clients across the country. Thai Technology will not only create a custom solution tailored to your specific needs, but will partner with you to provide a competitive edge to you and your clients. And if you need support, you won't be routed to an automated call center and another country to get a live representative that had a personal hand in building your account. So Islander fans, if your business is looking for a change from companies like Spectrum, Verizon, or Optimum, Thai Technology is offering three free months of service for any of its affordable packages. Just call 516-856-7800. That's 516-856-7800. Or visit them on the web at thaitechnology.com. That's Thai, T-I-E, technology.com. Thai Technology, the right choice for your internet phone service. The only thing better than a Great Long Island Deli is a Great Long Island Deli run by diehard Islander fans. Blue Line Deli and Bagels located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington will make any Islander fan feel right at home with its familiar blue and orange theme and Isles decor. Blue Line Deli and Bagels proudly serves Bagel Boss Bagels along with breakfast favorites, hockey-themed heroes, quesadillas, salads, fresh-made smoothies, and much more. So stop on in for delicious food, a clean atmosphere, and a happy staff ready to greet you with friendly service no matter what team you support. Want to place an order for pickup? Call 631-944-3222 or visit bluelinedeli.com to check out the menu and order online. Blue Line Deli and Bagels, where the great selections will have you saying, yes, yes, yes. Hope you enjoyed the ads. Now let's get back to Hockey Night in New York with Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold. Welcome back to the program. This is Hockey Night in New York. I'm Christian Arnold. With me, as always, my friend, my compadre, my partner in crime, Sean Cuthbert. And with us, it's time for On the Line, presented by our friends over at Thai Technology. And on the line tonight, we have Charlie O'Connor from The Athletic. He covers the Philadelphia Flyers over there, does a great job. Charlie, how are you tonight? Hey guys, thanks for having me. Absolutely, and uh, you know, obviously, the Islanders and Flyers have a uh, a bit of a playoff rematch later this week, and we kind of want to get some insight from the uh, the uh, enemy side. And I couldn't think of a better person to do it. So, Charlie, I just kind of want to get some insight just off the bat of what's been going on in Flyers country. Obviously, off to a a decent start for uh, for what's going on in Philadelphia. Where where have things gotten the Flyers so far this early season? Well, you know, the record's fine. You know, 3-2-1 and one is okay. It's not bad. They started out the season, um, you know, taking the Penguins down two straight games, so fans like that. But in reality, they really haven't been playing that well. And you kind of saw it, you know, hit home last week when they started out the week and they lost to uh, to the Sabres 6-1. to one. And then they ended the week losing to the Bruins 6-1. to one. And it's a team that, you know, they have a lot of firepower. They're dealing with some injuries right now, but... 
they shouldn't be getting outplayed to the degree that they have been getting outplayed over these first six games. They're getting outshot dramatically. Um, you know, if you look at you know underlying advanced metrics, they're they're one of the worst teams in hockey so far. And it's only six games, so it's certainly no reason to bury the Flyers. But if you're talking about how well they're playing, they're not playing all that well. Even though the record might have you believe that they're they're hanging in, they're doing okay. It's there, there's there's cracks under the surface, and it's just going to be a matter of whether they can fix them. Now, obviously, they've dealt with you know some COVID issues, some, you know some injuries. How has that impacted the Flyers' season early on? Especially again, this is this is a tough division that the Islanders and Flyers are playing, and you know how does that impact them, especially early on in these tough matchups? Uh, well, the only player that they have not been uh, been able to use because of a COVID situation is Shane Gossespierre, and. You know, that, that, that obviously hurts. He was a guy who they thought going into the year might be able to slide into a top four role. He's obviously had lots of success in the past. But last year, he wasn't really a factor. If anything, he was a negative factor. He had a really, really bad year. He was scratched through most of the playoffs. So he was always going into the season kind of a wild card. And maybe not somebody that the Flyers were necessarily, they were hoping he was going to have a bounce back year. But I don't think they were depending on it. Now, granted, the situation has changed a little bit recently because the Flyers basically went into the season with three no-questions-asked top-four quality defensemen. Ivan Proveroff, Travis Sanheim, Phil Myers, and that fourth guy, they were going to try people out. You know, I, I think the long-term plan of Philadelphia is that they're eventually going to go out and trade for another top-four defenseman. But in the short term, it was, you know, okay, well, we'll give Justin Braun a shot there. We'll hope that Eric Gustafson has a bounce-back year. They signed in the offseason. We'll hope that Shane Gossespierre has a bounce-back year. Well, Gossespierre had COVID, so he was out of the picture for a while. Justin Braun, they started out the season with him on a pair with Ivan Provorov, and that was a disaster. And Eric Gustafson has struggled mightily in these first six games. Like, if Ghost can come back and play in Tuesday's game, I think there's a good chance Eric Gustafson sits. He's just been really struggling with turnovers. Um, It just seems like he's not, you know, he's always kind of going to be a high-risk sort of player. But it just seems like he's not totally comfortable in the Flyers system yet, and it's it's resulting in him trying to do a lot himself and just ending up giving the puck to the other team. So they started out with, with three defensemen. Now they have two because Phil Myers is hurt. And one of the three guys that they were hoping was going to step in as the four hasn't been available to them in Shane Gossespierre. So the ghost absence, you know, going into the season, it wouldn't seem like it was that big of a deal. Now the Flyers are hoping against hope that Ghost can help to at least fill the gap that Phil Myers has left with this uh, this fractured rib that's going to put him out for at least another week or two. So I, I wouldn't say COVID has been like the main reason why the Flyers are hurting, but they certainly would love to get Ghost back in the mix and hope that he can help to stabilize that defense. For sure, for sure. So we talked a little bit about the defense, Charlie. Let's talk about the emergence of Carter Hart. And I know that's this is something that we've kind of joked about on this show for a long time is – is the Flyers just settling their goaltending situation. They've kind of had a carousel of goalies, if you go over the decades, for a long time, and it looks like they finally got their guy. So maybe we can talk a little bit about you know how he's come along in, in his young career and uh, what you see coming out of him this year and and you know how that raises the Flyers level. We saw you know we saw a little bit of it last year with that you know getting to the second round and, and how he's going to help them become a contender in the years to come. Well, that's the hope of Philadelphia, without a doubt. You know, as you mentioned, you know, the Flyers have had their problems with with goaltending over the last thirty years or so. <laughs> right. uh, really, since the you know since the late '80s was the last time they 
you know, really had a goalie they could hang their hat on. First, they had Pelly Lindbergh, who, you know, obviously, you know, passed away in a car accident. And then they had Ron Hextall at the beginning of his career, who was great. And then he sort of settled into just being an okay goalie for, for most of his time in Philly. But it's been a problem they've been trying to solve for years, and they absolutely do believe Carter Hart is the solution. You know, he's going to be, at the very least, a good NHL starter. The question is how good he can become. And it's a really important part of the way this roster is going to be constructed in the long term because, you know, one of the weaknesses, I think, or potential weaknesses of this Flyers team is that it doesn't have necessarily the star power that the best teams in the league have. You know, it doesn't, obviously it doesn't have a McDavid, only one team has McDavid, but, you know, it doesn't have a McKinnon, it doesn't have a Panera, and it doesn't have a guy who, you know, necessarily is a player you expect to be competing for MVP awards in his best seasons. You know, Sean Couturier is an awesome player. He's the reason why he won the Selkie, but, you know, he's not the kind of guy that necessarily, at least offensively, scares opposing coaches. He's just a really smart, solid, all-around guy who does everything well, but maybe not one thing spectacularly. Well, if Carter Hart is an elite goalie, then you kind of have that. You have it in a different way than most teams have it. But if Carter Hart isn't just a good goalie, if Carter Hart is a top three goalie in the NHL goalie, that solves that star player problem. Now, so far this year, Hart hasn't been great. He's had some very good games. He's had some poor games. He's been a little up and down. You know, I've seen enough of him to assume that he's going to bounce back and he's going to, again, at the very least, be a good goalie for the Flyers this year. The question is, you know, can he take that next step? Can he move from being, you know, good to being one of the best? And it looked like in the playoffs he was on the verge of taking that step. You know, he was in a series against Montreal, which was a lot closer than I think a lot of people thought it was going to be. You know, Hart was the difference. He, he outplayed Carey Price, who was playing like Carey Price. And even in the Islanders series, I mean, he had some, some tough moments, but I think he, he overall had quite a good series in oh, that yeah. series. And again, the Islanders, in my mind, outplayed the Flyers in that series. And I don't know that series goes seven if Carter Hart is just okay. So, you know, I believe that Hart is going to be a really good goalie. But the fact of the matter is that he hasn't had that one amazing season yet. Until he has that, you have to kind of keep him maybe a tier below the, the top guys. Sure. And it's just it's just on him whether he can, you know, step up and be that guy for the Flyers. Talking with Charlie O'Connor from The Athletic, covers the Philadelphia Flyers, who the New York Islanders will be playing in a uh, a back-to-back over the weekend, next weekend, uh, in Philadelphia. And, Charlie, you mentioned the playoff series from from over the summer, I should say. Um, This is the first time these two teams will see each other since that series. Uh, From the Philadelphia side, is there a sense of, you know, you kind of want to get a little bit of revenge against the Islanders after they knocked you out in seven games? I'm sure there's an element of that. You know, these, these players obviously don't forget, you know, especially a season like last year. You know, the, the Flyers going into the playoffs were you know, kind of a, a popular dark horse pick. And the players certainly felt like last year could have been their year. They came in really confident. They were one of the best teams, you know, at the pause. Right. And they got up to that great start in the bubble in the, in the round robin. They went undefeated. And, you know, I guess players on that team thought they could do it. And it hurt. I'm sure it hurt them a lot to, uh, you know, to fall to the Islanders, uh, you know, a team who, you know, had a worse record in the regular season, were a lower seed. Um, that said, and I, I don't discount the importance of, of revenge and as a motivating factor for these players, the Flyers are honestly just trying to figure themselves out right now. So, you know, yeah, I'm sure they want to get back at the Islanders for taking them out. <laughs> I, I don't doubt that that's a factor. Sure. But they more need to look into a mirror right now. 
and, and fix what's wrong with themselves before they start worrying about getting back at the Islanders for beating them in the playoffs. I think it's certainly interesting that, that you kind of put it like that because I think both teams, while the Islanders are off to a, a decent start as well, I think both teams are kind of in that in that situation trying to, to figure themselves out. But looking at this matchup going forward, obviously the Flyers have two games against the New Jersey Devils this week. But what do you see as some of the key things to watch for this matchup between the Islanders and Flyers once we hit the weekend? Well, to me, for the Flyers, the big, the, the big thing is going to be twofold because it's the two problems, the two biggest problems for them in the playoff series. The first problem is, or not even a problem, but just something they're going to have to learn to deal with. They had real, real trouble in that playoff series dealing with the Islanders' forecheck. You know, the Islanders really punished the Flyers' defensemen, and you know, Myers isn't going to be playing, but you know, somebody like Travis Sanheim. Travis Sanheim struggled, you know, against the, the the big physical forwards. You know, guys like Matt Martin and, and um, you know Clutterbuck and whatnot. They struggled to break the puck out, and that really you know hamstrung the entire Philadelphia offense in that series. You know, guys like you know guys like Sanheim, guys like Provorov, they're going to need to be better against the Islanders' forecheck, especially because they're just not going to be getting a lot of help because the defense isn't at full strength. So that's a big thing because that's something the Flyers, I think you know, over the course of last season, always seem to struggle with the Islanders, you know, even in the regular season. Um, second is just they need to do a better job against the Islanders of creating scoring chances. They really struggled to break through the defense's own structure that the Islanders had in that playoff series. You know, a lot of their goals were coming on deflections and you know, good bounces. There weren't a lot of yeah. skill plays in that series that the Flyers were scoring on because they couldn't penetrate the, you know, the, the defensive zone structure that the Islanders had. And obviously that's a strength of the Islanders. I mean, that's, that's Barry Trotz hockey. We'll let you have the puck. We'll let you be <laughs> on the perimeter, but you know, sure. you're not going to create quality chances. And, the Flyers absolutely need to do a better job, you know, either of of stringing together enough creative passes to get them out of their structure, or just getting into the slot and and battling there and getting rebounds and you know making themselves open for passes because that's what they weren't doing in that playoff series. And if they don't do it in these games this weekend, it could get ugly for the Flyers. I'm not going to lie. For sure, and you talk about creating uh, scoring opportunities, and a guy who's a little hot out of the gate right now, Travis Konechny, he might cause a little trouble for the Islanders going into these games. Maybe we can just talk about him, what he brings to the offense, and, and, and I suppose the, the hopes for him to kind of you know, carry this team along with a, a young guy like uh, Carter Hart. Yeah, and Konechny was the, you know, the top scorer for this team last year in the regular season, which, and I hate to bring it back to the playoffs, but that's why his playoff performance was so disappointing. He didn't have a single goal in the postseason. And by the end of that Islanders series, I mean, you were watching him. He was just frustrated. You know, he was in his own head. He wasn't doing the things that make him a successful player. So far this season, he mostly has. I mean, there's been some, some defensive lapses, but that's been a problem throughout the entire team. So I'm not going to pin that on Travis Konechny on his own. But one thing I've liked about Travis Konechny this year, um, you know, that he's always done, but it seems like he's making it more of a priority this year, which could really help his offensive game even further, is he is really going to those high-danger areas. You know, they, they have him in the net front role on the power play which is, you know, he's not a big guy, but he's actually scored quite a, quite a few goals there so far this year. Yeah. And a lot of the goals he scored at even strength, they haven't even come off a stick. You know, they've been result of him charging the net and it bouncing off his foot or something or bouncing off his leg. You know, he had a goal that he actually, it was in the first game, he, uh, he got credited for it, but he ended up uh, basically saying after the game that it was Oscar Lindblom's goal because he <laughs> shot the puck and it hit Oscar Lindblom in the helmet. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like they're getting, they're getting to the dangerous areas in a way that maybe they weren't getting to 
in the playoff series. It comes down to whether they can do it against a team like the Islanders that obviously kind of hangs their hat on you know their ability to prevent teams from getting there when they're playing their best. This is Hockey Night in New York. We're uh, in the middle of our on-the-line segment presented by our friends over at Thai Technology. And on the line with us is Charlie O'Connor from The Athletic. Charlie, obviously the Islanders and Flyers are in a very tough division. And I'd argue that it's probably the toughest in the National Hockey League with the realignment, um, with the addition of some of the teams from the from the Northeast, I guess you would call it, from you know the Bruins and um, some of those teams like that. How do you see the Flyers handling such a tough division? I mean, the Metro is always a tough division, but you add a team like Boston – um, even, you know, they're playing New Jersey this week. They've been surprisingly tough this year as well. You know, how do you see things shaking out for the Flyers in, in terms of the fact that they play in such a tougher division than even before? Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean, it's going to be tough to make the playoffs. It does seem like, you know, the Sabres are a better team, at least so far, than, than at least I thought. You know, the Devils, I, I don't think the Devils are a serious threat, but they're not going to be easy games, right. you know, and they're, they're not a pushover. It looks like Jack Hughes may be taking a step forward in his sophomore year, which is huge for them. But the way I look at the Metro, which is why, it, or not the Metro, the East, I guess. I still still call it the Metro. Pretty uh, much, yeah. Way, Nothing wrong with that. The, <laughs> yeah, the, the way I look at the East is that, I think the East has five teams that are bona fide playoff teams, and there's only four spots. So it's going to be a struggle. I mean, to me, all of you know, all of Boston, Washington, Pittsburgh, the Flyers, and the Islanders—they're all playoff teams. One of those teams is going to get is going to get left out in the cold. So it's going to be a real battle, you know, to get those. I think the three seed, the four seed, which is why I mean, ideally, you just want to put yourself so far clear of that battle by the time April rolls around that you don't have to. You'll be scrounging for a point in every single game, but it's going to be tough. You know, I'm maybe lower on the Rangers than some people are. Some people would put them in that category. I don't quite put them there, but five teams for four spots is going to make it real tough. And, you know, these games are, they're all going to be wars because these teams already don't, you know, it's already history with the Flyers and the Islanders just going back to the playoffs. You know, the Flyers Penguins don't like each other. You know, everybody doesn't like the Bruins because everybody doesn't like that much yet. 100%. but yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a battle, and you know there are there are some divisions in this setup where like you look at it and you say there's only three really good teams, or there's only three playoff caliber teams. The right. East has five, and that's going to make it real tough for all five teams. I'm with you there, Charlie. And real quick, I wanted to bring it back to when you were mentioning that the the Flyers don't technically have on the skater side of things that that star that might you know help put them over the top. Does does Nolan Patrick have the trajectory to get there even if he's not there now? He's obviously still a young guy. He was a high draft pick. Does he have the does he have the ability to get to that point or is he going to be more of maybe just an all-star, you know, top 6 type of guy? Yeah, I mean, you never really know. You know, his his I guess development and his trajectory career-wise has just been so weird. Because, you know, he spent his draft year mostly injured playing through a a sports hernia. You know, it took him about a half a season of his NHL rookie year to really figure it out. Then kind of stagnated his sophomore year. And then last year was ruined because he had the migraine disorder. So it's tough to know exactly what he is right now. I'll say that what I've seen of him so far in the NHL, I'm skeptical. He can be a superstar. I just don't know if he has the kind of dynamic ability I feel like that sort of dynamic ability, it shows faster than it has for Nolan Patrick. But you never know. There's a reason why he was the consensus number one before the injuries, you know, the year that uh, in his draft year, you know, the injuries dropped him down to number two. Nico Heischer ended up getting the, you know, the top overall pick that year. But he was the consensus number one going into that season. And 
the talent is there. You know, you see it in flashes. You see it when he's playing decisive hockey. You know, when he's weaving in and out. When he's playing, you know, straight line, fast, blasting up the middle and whatnot. He has the skill. I'm just not sure if I see. You know, I'm not sure he pops enough for me to believe that he can be you know, necessarily a guy you build around. But I think he can be quite good. And the hope, obviously, is that. You know, he has this migraine disorder behind him because no one wants to see a guy's career end for for that reason. And now we can see from a developmental standpoint what he'll become if he's just allowed to play hockey and not have to sit out a season or play through injury or whatnot. You know, give this guy a fair shake and see what he's going to become. See what he's going to become. And you know, the Flyers certainly are hoping he's going to be a star. But even if he ends up just as like a very a very solid second line center. You know, maybe that's not what you're necessarily hoping for at a second overall pick, but that's still quite a useful player, especially when you're, you know, a right-handed guy who can skate, who has size. There aren't a lot of guys like that out there. Charlie O'Connor from the Athletic does a great job covering covering the Philadelphia Flyers. Charlie, really appreciate the time you joining us tonight, and I'm sure our listeners really enjoy the fact that you are, are not that high on the New York Rangers either. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Thanks, guys. Charlie, no appreciate it. Take care, huh? Yep. All right. Have a good one. Charlie, Charlie O'Connor from the uh, Athletic, great job over there covering the Philadelphia Flyers. Definitely uh, worth it, and, and some great insight in on the Philadelphia Flyers uh, coming. Oh, up absolutely! Tonight. So, really appreciate his time, and like I said, I'm sure the people that are listening and people that are chatting in the stream uh, really appreciated <laughs> the fact that they don't think he, that the Rangers are that high. Here. Yeah, which yeah. I actually I kind of disagree with. I I still think the Rangers are. I mean, granted. They're very inconsistent. I think we t- we've talked about this before. They're, they're very inconsistent, and I think that's going to be their biggest thing. But um, certainly a, a great spot from Charlie. We appreciate oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I like diving back into the playoff series a little bit. Yeah. And and you know what? He gave respect where it was due to the Islanders. I, I absolutely agree with him that the Islanders outplayed them during that series. Yeah. I, yeah. There's, there's some touch and go moments. He acknowledged the fact yeah. that, that the Flyers got some pretty good bounces here and there and stuff like that. Not to say that I expected Charlie to be unfair. Right, right, right. Or 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 talk up the Flyers, but it's I think as a coming from the Islander countryside of things, you know, you like to hear that. Well, I think Islander <laughs> fans are just so whether it's truer in their own minds, they're just so used to, or they think they're used to people just have, showing the Islanders no respect. When in right, you know, when in fact the times, right. I mean, the Islanders For were just sure. an organization that were in a spot that they, you know, were the were the. Best, times are a changing. Times certainly are changing. Times certainly are changing. And for the Islanders, uh, plenty, yeah, let's swing has, it back. Plenty, plenty has changed. Obviously, they have uh, the Philadelphia Flyers coming up at the end of the week. They have the Washington Capitals to start here to yeah. start the week. They play in big in Washington. Their first real road trip uh, away from New York State. Well, I mean, you, you kind of laugh, but I mean, when right. you think about the, the well, travel I, that the Islanders going to do, this is the first I'm more. Road I'm trip. more laughing because you know it's a road trip, of course, but. They're still going to an empty building, you know. Like yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just still going to be the same setting, just literally in another spot. Looks you know? a little different, and the name's different, right? The colors are going to be a little different. Right. Maybe the bouncing off the boards will be a little different, right? But I mean, it's literally the same. It's not like there's going to be any sort of, you know, crowd advantage. No, no. I mean, the, road. The, the 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 east. What is it? The north. What is the division called? The east division. Buddy, I thought you had this down. You said you were going to call it by the sponsor it's name. The east every division week. presented by Mass Mutual. Am I right? I think you are. Okay. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you're right. But it, it, you know, there's no teams playing in even small capacity or arenas. You know, that's happening down in Florida and that's happening. Down I thought. In I thought a couple, no, nobody still. I thought some. Not in the East. Oh, okay. Not not in this division. Yeah, you can tell. I'm I'm solely focused on the East division. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not paying attention at all. But you look at some Should of the I said that? other divisions. You know, there they are some teams, a very small, finite amount. They have fans in the building, but. Uh, 
the Islanders, you're right. There, there's this certain kind of weirdness to it all. You know, you're not you're going to a building, but you're playing in front of nobody. You know, you're traveling, yeah. but basically, you get the smaller locker room. Yeah, you, you know? get the smaller locker room. Yeah. You know, you're sleeping in a hotel. I mean, the the one negative, I guess. I mean, not that the players are really going out and doing much, even with um, being in their homes and you know in their home cities on the road. You're really confined to the the hotel room basically the hotel room and the rink and that's really all you can do yeah um so that's that's tough in the sense of i'm sure you go a little stir crazy then as far as i understand the rules you can't really go hang out with teammates everyone has their own own room remember the washington capitals they broke the covid protocols they yes. got fined a hundred thousand dollars bold boys and, very um, bad boys they will not have a couple of their players because of that as sean breaks the table yeah sorry about that uh, <laughs> and by the way, just to aside, totally, just real quick to jump off. We do see the chat. We are monitoring the chat. I was signed out of our Twitch account, so I forgot Christian, the password. I got to tell you, interact with the, the chat, chat. The chat saved us because we forgot to hit a button coming out of the break, and they couldn't hear you ask, asking the first question. Uh, you will be able to hear Christian on the on the audio side of this. Yeah. We do we do record the backup, and, and we'll, we'll try to fix it uh, for the replay. All of everybody watching live right now doesn't care because they're watching live, right? But, you know, we're, we're, we're real close. We got the video. Everything went good with Charlie. Now, granted, we got another guest coming. Hopefully, everything goes smooth with yes. Donnie. But the chat saved us because I saw no sound, no sound. And I go, the button. Yeah. Oh, I saw you button. hit a button. I, didn't I know did what you hit it. Yeah. But yeah. Get, get, back to my po- <laughs> get back to the point before we, we continue to embarrass ourselves. What do you mean? Um, you know, it's it, it certainly is a different animal traveling on the road this year. It's it's certainly a different a different environment. You you know, you're going out there and you're you're going to a hotel room, you're going to a hockey rink, and that's it. And you're that's the only time you're really seeing your teammates, and there's no interaction outside of that. So it, I guess in that instance, it makes it a little more. Um, it makes it a little tougher, I guess you could say, because you are yeah. you were kind of so restricted. But again, this is what they knew was happening, Look, and, and the travel is not that bad. You know, you're going to DC. I mean, the East going has to, it easier. Than yeah, that. you're going to Philadelphia. You're going to DC. It's a bus ride. I mean, these guys are taking bus buses. ride, baby. This is it's you know it's not bad. <laughs> No a bad trip. Well, look, now that you brought up the Caps, we might as well talk about it a little bit more. You got these two games coming up starting tomorrow, and it's a huge opportunity for the Islanders because we talked about the COVID bros yes. over in D.C. Oh, I, and, I, Sean said that. I did not. Okay. I mean, we can have fun. We can say some silly stuff on here. We, we do that already. Uh, no, I don't okay. want. I don't want credit. I don't want credit because it's just not a great nickname. It's not a great nickname, but uh, be I mean, better, be better, oh, and I'll I'm take sorry. and I'll I'll run with it. Hashtag be better, right? <laughs> so but yeah, no, you have the, the, the yeah. gentlemen who hung out in a hotel room together and got in trouble. Those guys are out <laughs> for the next couple of games. How about that? How about that? And they're big name players. You got Ovechkin, yes. you got Orlov, you got Samsonov and Kuznetsov. All big names on this Washington yes. team. And and while uh, Semyon Varlamov today in his interview, if you happen to catch it, he said that no game in this league is easy. No. Which it's not. No. But you look at all of those guys being out. They're starting goalie. They're top star. I mean, you got to be shooting for four out of four points here. I mean, I think if you're any team, you're shooting for four out of four points. Of course. But... <laughs> but- no, no, you I gotta know go after it. No, no, but there is a certain sense that this is, you know, this is a prime opportunity to grab these points and run with it because, you know, the Washington Capitals, you see them another six times after this game, and you want to grab as much of yeah. those points 
out, out of these opportunities. So, and those guys will be will be back the next time you see them. So those games will be significantly tougher. Um, you know, so I I agree with you. I, I you know I'm making fun of you, but I do agree with you <laughs> that this is a prime opportunity. You go in there. This is your chance to take is, two out of two, and especially to kind of you know talking about get the, getting the gremlins out of our inability to hit the buttons over here, <laughs> but get the gremlins out of the fact that the Islanders, is that what they're calling it the gremlins. Yeah, they said that you know the audio gremlins love are back. It. Love it. Um, but this is the Islanders' opportunity to get the gremlins out of their <laughs> struggles in the second game of facing the same opponent. You know, you saw it with the New York Rangers. They, right. You know, they go out and they beat them 4 nothing in that first game. They get shut out, you know, 4 nothing. You know, they beat the Devils 4-1 the first game. They get shut out and lose to the Devils the second game 2 nothing. Yeah. So this is an opportunity where to go in and take four points from an opponent they're going to see twice in a very short period of time. So this is their chance, as, as, of, of, as good as any, uh, to go out in there and kind of get away from that 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 kind of streak that they've sort of created sure. for themselves. And I'm also curious to see what a Washington Capital Peter <laughs> Laviolette coached squad looks like. This is going to be the first time the Islanders yes. play them with yes. Laviolette behind the bench. Um, that's just another great coach through this this uh, lineage of of Washington Capital coaches. Obviously, we know who coached them not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> look, Laviolette's track record speaks for himself. So I'm curious to see how the Islanders handle him behind the bench against the Washington Capitals. Well, I don't I don't know if it changes much. I mean, they've seen you know this is they've seen Laviolette coach in a different place, a bunch of different. Well, I'm places. sure they're not playing trot hockey. I would imagine this is going to be a more offensively driven. Right, right, style. but I'm saying I don't, I don't imagine that Laviolette's style of play changes much from city to city. You know, they faced him when he was coaching sure. Philadelphia. They faced sure. him when he was coaching Nashville. Now they're facing him when he's coaching, um, you know, the Washington Capitals. And of course, you know, if you want to throw it back all the way back, you know, Peter Laviolette got his career started with the New York Islanders. So exactly. uh, the organization is somewhat familiar <laughs> with him. The fans are somewhat familiar with him. Sure, and the some of us still miss him. <laughs> Not anymore. Not with Barry there. But, but before that, I don't know if that really changes. I think the interesting yeah. thing you have with these games that you're seeing teams eight times is that you already kind of have an idea how the, how these teams play. You know, it's not it's not necessarily reinventing the wheel their style of play. Everyone kind of has their identity, and mm-hmm. you know, by the second or third time, you kind of you kind of understand what it is. Now you're facing them eight times, so now you really understand what that that. Uh, identity is and how that style of play is and you can learn how to kind of match it and i think you saw that with how the rangers and the devils played the islanders the second game you know they they kind of re relearned what the islanders identity was and what their style was and then they studied the film and then they figured out how to match that and how to take that take their style of play and knock them off their game yeah it's just it's funny how you look at these these two games against the devils and they they shell wedgewood for four goals in the first one and then they can't get one by him in the second game but again, you know? that's, that's making that adjustment. No, they uh, definitely did. I mean, the, the, I think you even heard Brendan Burke saying it during the broadcast that the, the Devils kind of adapted a little Barry Trotz hockey yeah. during that second period at the very least. Like they were limiting chances and they were really frustrating the Islanders offense. And that's what you got. And that's what you got to do. You, you, it's been effective for both the Islanders, the Islanders, both effective for the Devils and the Rangers now against the New York Islanders. So this will be a chance for the Islanders to make sure they don't get knocked off their game and they match that intensity. And then you know they kind of live up to that that phrase where everyone's kind of been throwing around that these are mini playoff series because at this point, I mean, they basically are a playoff series. You know, not much changes. You're going to see these teams a ton of times in, in a very short period of time. And I think what's kind of interesting is that. You talk about how short these the time time frame is between when you see these teams over and over again. Yeah, the Bridgeport Sound Tigers—they're playing the same two teams twelve times in in, in twenty three games in their season in the AHL. Like, talk about talk about seeing someone and getting used to them real quick. Yes, like I've been saying, strange days, strange days. But yeah. with that, we got a break 
once again because Donnie Rosner of Blue Line Deli and Bagels will be joining us to talk about a little special announcement. We'll be right back. Customer service is the backbone of any great business, and reliable telecommunication is essential to keeping your client base happy. Introducing Thai Technology, a low-cost, flexible internet phone service founded on the idea that every customer deserves exceptional service while providing simple setup and management and easy integration to clients across the country. Thai Technology will not only create a custom solution tailored to your specific needs, but will partner with you to provide a competitive edge to you and your clients. And if you need support, you won't be routed to an automated call center in another country, you'll get a live representative that had a personal hand in building your account. So Islander fans, if your business is looking for a change from companies like Spectrum, Verizon, or Optimum, Thai Technology is offering three free months of service for any of its affordable packages. Just call 516-856-7800. That's 516-856-7800. Or visit them on the web at ThaiTechnology.com. That's Thai, T-I-E, Technology.com. Thai Technology, the right choice for your internet phone service. The only thing better than a Great Long Island Deli is a Great Long Island Deli run by diehard Islander fans. Blue Line Deli and Bagels located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington will make any Islander fan feel right at home with its familiar blue and orange theme and Isles decor. Blue Line Deli and Bagels proudly serves Bagel Boss Bagels along with breakfast favorites, hockey-themed heroes, quesadillas, salads, fresh-made smoothies, and much more. So stop on in for delicious food, a clean atmosphere, and a happy staff ready to greet you with friendly service no matter what team you support. Want to place an order for pickup? Call 631-944-3222 or visit bluelinedeli.com to check out the menu and order online. Blue Line Deli and Bagels, where the great selections will have you saying, yes, yes, yes. Hope you enjoyed the ads. Now let's get back to Hockey Night in New York with Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold. Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Hockey Night in New York. It's time for another segment of On the Line, sponsored by Thai Technology. And joining us right now is Donald Rosner, the great Donald Rosner from Blue Line Deli and Bagels. And he's got a big announcement for us tonight. Donnie, we don't want to delay this <laughs> oh, anymore. Oh, look what he's got. Look oh, that's a got. nice shirt like you got that. there, buddy. Love it. Donnie, if you, well, didn't, if you didn't notice my shirt over here, I got the uh, repping the blue line deli. A lot of brotherly love going on I right now. I always do. Yeah. So, again, you notice who's repping the blue line deli and who's not repping the blue line deli. I do deli. notice that. I do. And, that, we're going to have to talk about that, Sean. And if our friends oh. at Thai Technology want to send me a shirt as well, I will absolutely wear that. <laughs> so, just a heads up. Love no, it. I'd rather you wear that one. I mean, I love Thai technology, but, you know, that shirt looks good on you, man. Everything looks, looks right. good on you. It looks so. That's appreciated. All right, so now we've now that we've settled in here, let's let's get to the to the big announcement here, Donnie. You came on here, and you were very patient with us sorting this stuff out Thankfully. here. Thankfully. Now, let's talk about it. What do you got? What's the big announcement? Donald Rosner, Blue Line Deli and Bagels. Uh, I'm going to have a cup of coffee with the Hockey Night guys. That's the uh, big announcement. Oh, what does that mean? What does that mean exactly? <laughs> oh, a cup of coffee. He was busting yeah, your chops. He was making fun of you. Wow. I'm yeah, easy target, I'm going to change my shirt now. Easy target. <laughs> I'm sure Jim will be happy about that. Anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, 
anyone that follows us on social media will see, uh, you know, that the Islanders have been posting a little bit about us, and we've been posting a lot of bit about them, you know, um, being the big fans we are. And, uh, you know, I guess I'll preface it by saying, you know, when I opened the store here, you know, I didn't really know how it was going to go and how things, you know, with the pandemic, how things were going to turn out. But uh, thanks to the Islander community and the team, we've gotten so much support and uh, we are so grateful for that. And, you know, we just owe a huge thank you to you guys and to, you know, all the fans. And it's just been an incredible ride to this point, which leads me to proudly announce that uh, we are going to be working with the Islanders on an official capacity and uh, becoming partners with them and, Hopefully, uh, it'll be the beginning of a really good relationship where uh, good things are going to come. That's fantastic, Donnie. That's awesome, Donnie. That's awesome. Congratulations. Huge congrats to you for that. But it leads me to ask, does this mean that Blue Line Deli and Bagels might be featured at the brand new UBS Arena? Well, that's uh, that's the plan. That's what we're talking about. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's where I'm hoping that this road is heading. And... Um, you know, there's still a little ways to go, but, you know, we've been talking and everybody seems excited and happy and, uh, you know, we're not there yet, but hopefully that's, you know, we're going to be there. You're on the path is what you're saying. Yes, we're on the path. Is that fair? That's fair. Okay. I love it. That's great yeah. news. That congrats, First of all, congratulations, Donnie. You certainly deserve all the success that you've had with Blue Line. It's uh, You guys do a phenomenal job over there. 100%. All joking aside, you guys have one of the premier delis on Long Island, if not the premier deli. And uh, the fact that it could, and it sounds like it's very much on the road to getting done, be at UBS Arena is, uh, I think, is a testament to the work that you guys have done there and a testament of uh, the Islanders realizing and, and seeing, um, you know, someone who's put a lot of passion and, and love into the product that he's putting out. Yeah, you know, uh, it's for me, it's it's almost still a dream to me, this whole thing. And, uh, you know, I'm just so humbled and honored that, uh, you know, we've gotten the response that we've gotten. And I am just a huge Islander fan. I've always been my whole life. And like I said, I didn't know where this road was going to lead when we opened here. I just wanted to make a place where Islander fans can come and hang out and talk and just have a good time. And it's just been unbelievable. And, you know, the relationship that we built with the Islander organization has been nothing short of spectacular. They are just the classiest most amazing people from top to bottom. I mean, I've met just about everybody that works for the Islanders, including Mr. John Ledecky, who is one of my idols, I mean, of my life. I mean, the guy is just unbelievable. And the message that he sends that he gives off is just incredible. And I inspire to be like him. And uh, hopefully I'll get to meet him again. And we've spoken a few times. And every single time that we speak, it's just, you know, I, I'm, I get butterflies because the guy is just amazing. Yeah, for sure, and and I definitely want to note on that because it seems like ever since you know that ownership group took over, they've really embraced you know not only Long Island but also the Islanders community. Whether it's you guys at Blue Line Deli or even you know Nick and company at Offside Tavern, they've really kind of ingrained themselves in you know fans and and you know individuals here on the island that you know kind of have that extra dedication beyond just being a fan, beyond just watching the team, but also literally dedicating a business to be intertwined with the New York Islanders. And to see them do that and embrace you guys, I think, is fantastic. And, and that must make somebody like yourself feel good. Yeah. I mean, it's, 
you never know how people are going to react when you want to do stuff. And, you know, like a, a lot of people that have been here have seen that we do a lot of giveaways and stuff like that. And that's all on behalf of the Islanders. They reached out to me. You know, they wanted to get involved with the fan base and they haven't been able to with the pandemic and everything. And, you know, they they recalled me and said, you know, we got these shirts that we want to give out to fans. Will you help us? And all the things like that. And I mean, that's that's why I, I just can't believe that I'm in the position that I'm in, that I get to be the middleman between the Islanders and the fan base. Me being a fan myself, I just love every second of it. And just seeing the reactions like kids come in and we give them bobbleheads and stuff like that. And it, I mean, the joy that's on their face and then they beg their dads to bring them back so they can get more stuff. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. And the Islander fan base is the most passionate fan base hands down. And uh, it's just amazing to just be the middleman in between the two, you know? Having, I guess, Donnie, having kind of been right there in the thick of it with Islander fans, you know, still being, you know, opening your business and still being around them uh, a lot of the time. What is it? Has it been like just to kind of see how the community has reacted and, and kind of morphed and ad- adapted? I guess, considering fans aren't allowed in buildings anymore, you can't go and see a game, you can't really gather to watch a game. What has it kind of been like to be part of that and be part of kind of keeping the community together in, in one way or another? Well, that's a job that I would take any day of the week. And, uh, you know, like, I'm sure you guys know what it's like tailgating at the Coliseum parking lot and uh, before games and just the camaraderie and just the amazing fans, like just walking around, people all happy, throwing footballs, just wanting to talk and celebrate the team and celebrate the game. It doesn't matter how good or bad we are. We're all still going. We're all still supporting. And we all still want to be around each other. And the pandemic has made that very difficult. So, you know, I guess timing is key with this and we opened at the right time and, you know, we invited fans to come down and as social media kind of took over a little bit, uh, you know, it, it showed fans that there's a place to come that they could still do that now. And uh, we just try to do it as safe as possible. And, you know, knock on wood, thank God we haven't had any issues with anything bad. And we hope to keep that going the same way because, everybody's smart wearing masks protecting themselves and still figuring out how to have some sort of good time even though all that's happening no doubt about it donnie and and let me ask you this other than the the hockey night new york rap what's (laughs) what's the the hot seller over at the bld right now over blue line deli and And if you say that b comp (laughs) sandwich i'm kicking you off the show wow do not uh, say that sandwich. We barely got him on the show let's for you (laughs) i was gonna say that just for you you know we do go through quite a bit of those, but I've never would say heard that, of it. It's trash. Wow. I mean, it's a great sandwich, That's but it's goodness. named after a trash person. Whoa! Uh, that for a second. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> My God. I'll edit that out later. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I would say the, the, it's between the blue liner and the white whale and the hockey night in New York, of course. Naturally. Best sandwich there. <laughs> obviously obviously okay that's good to know so all right let's talk a little bit of islanders donnie we got five games here what do you think about the start for this team so far i mean as christian i were saying earlier on the show you know it's it's tough to to gauge where the season is going this early in the game but what do you like so far maybe what you dislike so far and uh what do you think what i love is varley looks like a vesna finalist already uh hopefully yeah. he can continue that um, I, I don't fault Sorokin at all for game one. Uh, I think there were a lot of factors to why that game ended the way it did. Game two, he looked a lot more comfortable, a lot better. Just the team didn't. Um, 
you know, I think that it's still early on and they need to, you know, figure out that groove that they had last season. You know, they were never out of a game. And even when they were down to nothing against the Devils, I'm thinking to myself, all right, now when are they going to flip the switch and start playing? And um, it just never quite happened. And their goalie played pretty good that night. But, uh, you know, I, I think that they're getting there. They There's some lineup issues. And I think that they're still trying to sort out what's going on and figure out, you know, who's going to play with who and figure out the lineup. And I think once they get a little more comfortable with each other, that they'll be back to the way they were. Donnie, uh, I, I did want to ask you about Sorokin. Obviously, there's been a, a lot of reaction to the way he's played the first couple of games. And um, I was curious your thought on, on just how – where do you think his game is at? Obviously, you're. Uh, I don't want to say you're a little biased, but obviously, you're, <laughs> you're a fan. You you know you need the guy to do well. You got a sandwich named after him. That's true. Yeah, That's so, fair. Yeah, I've been following him for years. You know, just begging for him to come over. <laughs> I'm so glad that he's here. And like I said, in game two, he was much better. And I think as he plays games, he'll adjust to the size of the rink and the speed of the game, and he'll find it. The guy got shut out after shut out just about every night in the KHL. He won just about every award there was to win over there. There's no way he's not going to pan out. He's a great goalie. I mean, you could see in his movement, the way he gets from post to post, I mean, the speed that he does is amazing. And uh, he's very athletic. So I, I think that if, you know, I see a lot of fans are bugging out about it already. That's natural for Islanders Twitter and stuff. It's Islander country. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I think that he'll be all right. He just needs to adjust to the game. And he had no AHL games to play. Like, he had no exhibition. Like, this was it. He was just thrown into the fire, literally, in game one. And, you know, trying to build some confidence off of that was probably a little difficult. So he'll get he'll get his game. Don't worry. Our friend and our wonderful sponsor, Donald Roser from the Blue Line Deli, joins us here on Hockey Night in New York. Donnie, you uh, you introduced a new sandwich today, I believe it was, the uh, uh, the uh, 94.3 The Shark Sandwiches, uh, the Orlando's Breakfast Bite, and the Rob Rush's Lunch Bite. Uh, they both sound delicious. Obviously, very cool to be involved with those guys and um, 94.3 The Shark, which is a great radio station here on the island. Uh, mm-hmm. Aside from that, Donnie, can you give us a little insight? Are there any new sandwiches collaborations if you will that you're working on behind the scenes that you could uh give us a little preview of oh that's a great question (laughs) i I cannot answer it i'll tell you this we do have something in the works oh Uh, very excited about it but uh we're not there quite yet uh as you know we teamed up with um oyster bay brewery and king's coast and yes we, we introduced a uh identity line beer that you know that's oyster based thing and i was very lucky enough to be a part of that with wayne from king's coast we had a lot of fun doing that well, here it's a and, hit uh, yeah uh, people seem to really like it and um i'm not much of a drinker to be honest but um you know i'm i love teaming up with people and i love just being involved in the islander world in whatever way i can so you know, we're always working on something, and we do have a bunch of surprises coming up very soon, so uh, stay tuned. Love it. Donnie, when's the Krishna Arnold come out? Let's, oh, let's be real God, here. When do, when do I coming. get my own sandwich? I, 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 no, no, no. No, no, no. I did that once <laughs> to get the Hockey Night in New York, and I want my own hero. I, everyone else is getting their own hero, no ifs, ands, or buts. I want mine. Donnie, it's well, fine we, to say we, no. You can it. say no. Yeah. You don't uh, hear me asking for my own one. You can say no. <laughs> That's because you're a coward. Just ask him. You know you don't want, want your own sandwich. No, I don't have an ego like you do. I don't have an I'm ego. I'm grounded, bro. Nah. You, you're the one who needs to see your name up in the headlines, okay? need your own sandwich. Donnie, I'm, you I'm can say I'm on other no. things. <laughs>
Go ahead. Don. That's funny. What, what would you What would you want on the hero? I need to know that first. <laughs> See, that's a good question. I, so I he's not to, even ready. I, he has no idea. <laughs> he has no idea. <laughs> he doesn't care. Yeah. The filter fish hero. He okay. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Actually, this this is the exception I'll make. If you make the sandwich no, do absolutely awful and disgusting, no, no, don't do that. You can give him his own sandwich. That's 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 my two <laughs> two cents on it. I just looked in the chat real quick. Someone goes, Christian sandwich has no crust. I like love a little that. child because it's cut. cut it yeah, and it's cut in the triangles. Yeah. So give, you know what? Give him the PB and J. PBJ. PB and J. It's just named after me. I'll take it. You guys think I won't take it? I, I have no shame. You don't clearly. Donnie, you got a lot to think about. You don't have. <laughs> I know we're putting you on the spot here, man. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but you know, I, I just want to tell you guys, like, you guys are awesome, and I, you know, I get to sponsor the show, and I, I feel like that's an honor in itself, and. I love watching you guys since you guys came onto Twitch and you're doing the video now. You guys are doing an amazing job and uh, thanks for letting me come on to do this. I mean, it's, you know, I love this stuff, like, you know, and we're friends and I, I think I can say that, right? Of I mean, course. Yeah. I don't know about Christian. Christian. I mean, you're my friend. No, you're my Christian. friend. Sean and I are yeah. not friends. We put yeah. on this act every week. Yeah. Right. It's tough. Well, you know, I'm still trying to figure out who the host is of the show, but we'll get there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I don't think there's a well, debate on that. Donnie, uh, I mean, right back at you, brother. We love you. Yes. Um, you do amazing work over there at Blue Line, and the, the relationship that we've developed with you has been absolutely fantastic. We appreciate you. All the stuff that you do for us, everything that you've been doing for us, uh, you know, behind the scenes, and obviously coming on here, giving us the exclusive for the big announcement here <laughs> for Blue Line Deli and Bagels. Yeah. Uh, we can't uh, congratulate you enough for this partnership that we have that you have with the Islanders. And uh, I can't wait to, to hopefully see you at the, at the UBS Arena, man. I can't wait to see that Blue Line Deli up on the, uh, up on the marquee. Yeah, I mean, that's um, – I don't even know how I'm going to handle that. You know, like that's <laughs> like – you know, because come on, think about it. That's like the pinnacle of, of when you have a career and, you know, I don't know if the deli business is really called a career, I guess. But, you know, when, when you're working towards something and you have dreams and goals and, you know, that was the goal, you know, once – we started finding out about the arena and all that stuff, you know, it would just, it seemed like a pipe dream. And, you know, I don't know what I did to deserve to get to this point. You know, like we try to just be helpful and good human beings and that, and that's, we'll continue to do that obviously. And, uh, hopefully everything works out the way it seems to be working out. And, uh, yeah, getting to that point would be pretty incredible. Donnie, we, we really appreciate the time and, and to kind of just echo what Sean said. You, you deserve every every ounce of, of everything good that you're getting, man. And you, know, you couldn't be a better friend to Sean and I, to the show. And, uh, you know, we're really happy for you. Words came in to express how happy we are for you, truly. Yeah, and when, and when you say you're trying to be great people, you're doing a great job, man. Yeah. But thanks so much, man, and uh, we can't wait to talk to you again soon. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for letting me uh, announce this on the show. It's, it means the world to me. Thank you, guys. Thank you, fellow. We'll talk to you soon, man. Take care. All right. Take care. All right, folks. That was the magnificent Donald Rosner yes. from the Blue Line Deli and Bagels giving us the big announcement here, the big scoop with the partnership with the New York Islanders. And I guess uh, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves that uh, it looks good that looks they're going to be at the UBS Arena. On the path. Looking on the path. Yeah. Yes. I think that's the, the best way to put it. Yes. So that'll be awesome being able to walk into that building and seeing Blue Line Deli and Bagels and Donnie's smiling face. I'm getting so hungry. Serving the sandwich. Yeah, man. Well, they got great stuff. Well, that's the beautiful thing, man. Like, you know, not just great people, not just, you know, totally appreciative of the fact that they sponsor the show, but they actually make damn good food, man. Like, yeah. the, the sandwiches are absolutely awesome. 100%. Yeah. And 
they do, like you said, they do a great job. And, and speaking of sandwiches and speaking of heroes, Sean, I think it's that time to do Hero of the Week, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're right. I think it's yeah. time for the Hero of the Week. So I'm going to very subtly shift my body here so that I can <laughs> press, the, press the buttons all at the right moment. And we're going right now to the Hero of the Week. When you hear this song, that means it is time for the Hero of the Week, sponsored by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels, Half Price Hero of the Week, which this week is... The Mr. Ledecky, very appropriate, given the partnership with the New York Islanders. And it consists of turkey, ham, provolone, lettuce, tomato, and mustard on fresh rye bread. So, Christian Arnold, I believe you went first. I did. Last week, so I am going to do the honors and go first this week. And, and buddy, I got to stay consistent. I went with a certain Russian individual last week, and I'm going <laughs> to stick with that guy this week. And my hero of the week is none other than what what the hell is that that's that's not Semyon what's going on there is that Bernie Sanders yeah you hit the meme button buddy I hit the meme what is he he's coming here from a parallel to, let's get him out of here hero of the week hero of the week is Semyon Varlamov there we go. There he is. Oh, I'm, so, I'm looking at my screen. It's still Bernie's. Well, you know, because your screen's a little behind. I know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, parallel dimension there. Bernie Sanders uh, invading the show. Well, Sorry about that, Well, I mean, that, considering folks. all the technical difficulties we've had tonight, there's, right, and there's then, like a legitimate chance that that wasn't planned. No, it definitely wasn't planned. No, it definitely was not planned. That was, uh, that was, that was a true um, invasion. By, <laughs> by Bernie Sanders from another dimension on his chair. I mean that that meme's getting a lot of attention these days. Uh, yeah, we would be uh, we'd be we'd be uh, silly not to mention. Right, it. we kind of had. I mean, we're a couple of days behind. Yeah, by but, law, we're still we're still required to mention any meme that's within the five day parallel to our show. Right. Well, I mean, now that we got the visual side of things, even though we're we're doing a a very mediocre job at it. <laughs> you know, we, we're, we're trying to incorporate as much, yeah. as many elements as we can, you know, goof around, have some fun. So, uh, you know, that, that's what we did this time. But again, it wasn't planned. But anyway, <laughs> um, talking about the hero of the league, getting back to the, to the reason why people tune in, uh, Islander hockey. Yeah. And Selmy Varlama, I, man. I think it's now the technical goofs at this point. Yeah. I mean, whatever, whatever you want to call it, the gremlins, whatever the case. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> Semyon Varlamov has been absolutely phenomenal so far. He was great to start off, and he he comes back after his little injury. There's a little bit of a scare there. He comes back, and he has a phenomenal game against the Bruins. He shuts them out. Big reason why they got that one nothing win against them. And he also has a tremendous game against the Devils with that 4-1 win. He almost got another shutout. Just playing phenomenal hockey. Yeah. And as much as you want to get Sorokin in there, right. as much as you want to get him his, his reps so that he gets a little more comfortable with the North American game, mm-hmm. you know, look, you got a, a, a guy who's pretty much at the top of the heat, like Donnie was saying, during the, during the guest spot there, that you know he looks like a, a Vesna caliber goalie. Now, granted, it's still very early, but he's been phenomenal. So... Semyon Varlamov is my hero of the week. Christian, I now pass it on to you. Ooh, can I push the button? For my, for Should my I let him push it? Okay, you can push the button. Yeah. This is my hero of the week. Hey! hey it's the same person. the same dude. We totally didn't plan this, no, but it is no. Semyon Varlamov. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, I think he covered it pretty well. I mean, he's been Obviously. lights out for the Islanders <laughs> in his couple starts. I'm really, I was really trying to just ignore that comment. <laughs> he's been lights out for the Islanders, you know, start off the year the way he did, you know, with the uh, back-to-back, you know, starts and a couple shutouts there, he, he really was playing lights out. He carried the Islanders through a couple, a couple, you know, 
stretches in, in some of those games where they needed to be uh, picked up a little bit there. And yeah. then he, he certainly was the guy to answer the call, especially, um, you know, that Boston Bruins game where it was a very, very much a kind of goaltending battle, if nothing else, because there weren't, weren't a ton of shots by both sides. But when they were, you know, you're kind of calling on those guys to make the big saves. And he gave the Islanders a chance to win in that game. And, you know, whenever he's been in net this so far this season, he's given them a chance to win. So certainly, uh, you know, he's off to a, a great start for the Islanders. Uh, it's a great sign because that's what you needed out of our yeah, no This doubt. year was not, you know, this year obviously the focus is on Ilya Sorokin, but if the Islanders are going to be successful, if they're going to make a deep run in the playoffs, if they're going to get back to where they were last year, the Eastern Conference Final, and, and you know, to back to, you know, get to a Stanley Cup Final, it starts with goaltending. It starts with defense, and um, you know it starts with Semyon Varlamov make, making those big saves when you need him to, and he's done that so far. Yeah, no, he he very much is in his prime. He looks it, and look, he signed a four year deal with this team. This is only year yeah. two, and he's expected to be the go to guy at least you know in the immediate. You know, maybe we see a passing of the baton over the next year or two, depending mm-hmm. on how Sorokin pans out. And you know, I mean, as 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 nervous as maybe some fans are getting about Ilya Sorokin. Mm-hmm. I, I said it on an earlier show. He's got time because yeah. there's no urgency to get him in there and for him to be the guy because of how well Varlamov is performing. Right. So ease him along a little more, a little better. And, and look, the team has to perform better in front of him, like you said earlier. Absolutely. And I think you look back to that contract, everyone was kind of like, oh, why'd they sign him for four years? Why'd they sign him for all that money? Well, now you're starting to see why. You get him for a couple more years. He, you kind of have that, that, uh, that, safety, that, you know, that safety cushion, if you will. And it gives you a little more time to develop Sorokin. You don't have to rush him in to be the guy right away. He can, right. he can make little mistakes. Now, obviously, no one accounted for a pandemic and a 56-game schedule and things being so compacted. So this year is a little wacky, but certainly gives you a lot more time to kind of allow your goaltender of the future to develop and uh, really get to where he needs to be before you throw him into that number one spot. Yeah, bottom line is he is the guy who's going to give the Islanders the best chance to win games that could change over time, but right now he's the go-to guy and he is performing fantastically. You can't ask for much better out of Semyon Varlamov. No, no, and it doesn't seem like that's going to change. And it seems like you know going into that series with the Washington Capitals, he's destined to at least get one of those starts, oh, namely question. tomorrow, uh, Tuesday. I don't want to date the show, but Tuesday, yes. when they play the Washington Capitals for their first of two games in, in the nation's capital, it looks like it will be Semyon Varlamov because he was the one that was made available to the media on Monday, and yes. usually that's a, a good indication of who's going to be in net the next night. Indeed, sir. Indeed. So, folks, once again, your unanimous hero of the week is none other than Semyon Varlamov. And we would like to thank Blue Line Deli and Bagels for sponsoring this segment with the Half Price Hero, which is the Mr. Ledecky. You can get that half off at the Blue Line Deli and Bagels starting tomorrow through next Sunday. Great stuff. Check it out. Fantastic food. The Mr. Ledecky. Thank you so much. And now we'll bring it back to the main screen here. We're bigger now. You know, we're not in the small little window anymore. No. And let's, you know, let's clean the show up. Let's, let's, you know, we'll touch on a couple more things, and then we will, we will wrap like the Hockey Night in New York. Nice. That was, yeah? No. That was good? It was, yeah. It was all right. Is that all right? Yeah, all right. Okay. I didn't love it. I, no. I wasn't going to call you out on it, but you kind of just, uh, you kind of just stared at me for a second, and I didn't. Well, know I was waiting for a response. I, I didn't really want to <laughs> give you one, to be honest. Oh. I wanted to just move on well, with our great. lives because great. that was not great. The teamwork, the teamwork here is 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 second to none. It's <laughs> fantastic, thanks, Christian. So, well, I, come up with a better. Material. We we <laughs> we talked about Bavillier a little bit. Do we do we know when he might come back, or is that just it's a huge day to day? Mark? You know, it's the lower battery, lower battery, lower body day to day. Yeah, I oh, can okay. finally speak English yeah. now. 
and um, lower body day to day. So it's 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 a daily thing. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, I think the hope is he'll be back. A couple, you know, for Tuesday's game against the Washington Capitals, maybe not as much, but uh, it's certainly a situation that'll be monitored, and, and they'll th- kind of throws the Islanders, the rest of the Islanders lineup in flux. You know, you got to look at how that impacts kind of what we were talking about earlier. How that impacts, you know, who's in the lineup: Michael Del Cole, right? You know, Wallstrom, Bellows. You go through all the list. You know. It certainly has that impact, and then obviously you're playing a Washington Capitals team. Well, we're talking about again a little depleted, but still very tough. Yeah, and um, you know, and then you have to place the play the Philadelphia Flyers, who are trying to figure out their identity, according to uh, Charlie O'Connor, who was on our, with us earlier. Indeed, and there was a fellow before we did the show that you wanted to mention because, of course, we got to keep talking about it because the story goes on. I believe you did a piece on NYI Hockey Now, Christian. So why don't you tell us about that? What's the latest? On everybody's favorite guy who can't get in the lineup, Joshua Hosang. Well, it, it, it's not necessarily something that's that's was brought up by him or anything that he's done. But you know, the there was Sports no Sound Tigers were um, are beginning getting ready to start their season. Yeah. You know, AHL scheduled to start February fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Sound Tigers made some of their people available. Brent Thompson, their head coach and assistant. New York Islander general manager slash Bridgeport Sound Tigers general general manager Chris Lamorello, yeah. and he was asked by Newsday's Andrew Gross about what kind of happened between Josh Hosang and what what you know where things stand. And the news is that obviously he's overseas; he was loaned there a, a week or so ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but the news, I guess, if you want to call it that, is the fact that it's kind of an open ended loan, and that they weren't shutting it shutting the door necessarily on him coming back to North America to play some role within the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly kind of an interesting twist because at this point, what is going on? Like, why is this story still Don't a story? Know. Why is it being dragged out? Don't because know. it's just gone on and on and on. And you, again, you have to feel for, you know, Josh Hosang in the situation that he's kind of gone through and been, and been put in and some of it by his own doing, some of it not by his own doing. So you look at this situation and you know, he, he, Lamorell told us that he... You know, he accepted where he was going. You know, it seemed like, you know, you look at some of the social media posts that that Hosang has put up, he seems excited to be there, to be able to play. So it's good. hopefully it's a situation that kind of ends on a, on a positive note that he gets there, he continues to develop, and then something positive happens, whether it's it's getting playing time back in North America, whether it's being able to go to another organization and given a chance there. But hopefully there is a positive ending to this whole whole craziness. I agree. And and we have folks in Islander country that uh, are still are still holding out hope for this gentleman. Our, our pal Brian Larson from Isles Meetup says, I want to see Hosang still. I'm not giving up on him. Good I, for you. I, you know, there's there are people who who tweeted today, tweeted today after after I put out you know the tweet about what Lemerell said and everything that you know you look at the Islanders roster. What you know they, could they use a a guy like Hosang to at least you know inject some scoring possibly. Um, but it's certainly a, a, a very interesting situation that that's developed and happened with happened with Hosang over the years. Yeah, and um, you know. At this point, it is what it is, and it seems like he's trying to make the best of the situation. The Islanders are trying to, it seems like, do the do the right thing for him and give him give him an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with the condensed schedule that the Sound Tigers are playing, they're playing twenty four games. They're playing two teams over twenty four games, so they see the Hartford Wolfpack and the Providence Bruins twelve times. Uh, <laughs> That's madness in some sort that of condensed madness. AHL season. So um, it will. Uh, you know, Lamarello was saying that it was more conducive, made more sense for his development to go over and play play overseas. He's be playing which, hockey games, yeah. So yeah. There, there's something to be said about that. So we'll see what happens. All right. So I think the last thing we'll we'll touch on before we wrap this thing up. There's a bit of news just throughout the NHL. Obviously, a huge trade was made over the course of the last few days, and that was between the Winnipeg Jets and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Patrick Line 
and Mr. Romanov head over to Columbus for Senor Dubois. I just combined Spanish and French there together. It doesn't make any sense. And a third rounder. <laughs> yes. So big trade. Line is a guy I know that Islander fans have, have had their eye on for a while. And maybe they look at what the return was and say, hey, maybe the Islanders could have pulled something like that off. But they, they didn't. And what do you make of this trade? And what do you see out of, I suppose, these guys in, in a new environment? It's interesting because you had two guys that were pretty much upset in their current state where they were. Now they're getting swapped for each other. What do you see? Yeah, I mean, it's a situation that I think the bigger story there was that, um, you know, these guys, these all three of them were guys that, you know, wanted out of their current situations where they were. And then these teams kind of acquiesced to what they what they wanted finally and were able to work out a deal. So I think that's been the biggest chatter of them all. Um, you know, I know we ran a column, uh, our off-the-record column, who was written by Jimmy Murphy every week for, for NY Hockey Now and the Hockey Now Network mm. about the thought, and I've, I've saw it mentioned on, a bit, on social media a bit too after the trade, about I don't want to know, I don't know if the right word is the fear, the concern, the, the thought that perhaps that, this is the a sign that the NHL is starting to shift and become more like the NBA, you know, where you have mm-hmm. players, James Harden. Uh, obviously, I, I don't know if you actually know who James Harden is, but I'm sure people listening <laughs> will know who James Harden is. Sure. Uh, for, demanded, you know, wanted out of Houston and was eventually traded to the Oh, Brooklyn yeah, Nets. he went to the, the Nets. Yes. Yeah. Good for you. Basketball. Good for you. Go team. And you see a lot more of that in the NBA, maybe to a, a bit of a more crazier extent. And then you kind of had this this reaction by some people where you know they were thinking, "Oh, is this the NBA? It's it's you know, is the NHL becoming more like the NBA?" And how terrible that is, and all this. And um, I certainly was kind of taken aback by that um, mm. because I just I don't get the concern. Yes, the NBA, some of its players have gone way too far with how much they control. Uh, as far as te- how teams are run and where they're, where they're, where they are, and their playing time and all this, this information, this you know, this crazy stuff. But you know, look at the NHL. I mean, these guys have been playing shorthanded for, I mean, as long as the NHLPA has been in existence. Um, you know, the owners are always the ones that win. You know, the younger players are always the ones that kind of get screwed out of right. out of you know certain situations and circumstances that, that you know they're they're not being given a fair share or fair shot or you know maybe it's not benefiting them. And you know what? At the end of the day, my, my, my feeling is there has, to, there has to be a middle ground. There has to be some sense of these guys being able to control their own destiny. And I think for a long time, I think the, the power has not been in their favor. I, uh, I agree. And it shifted a little bit, I think, with this. And I hope it continues to shift a bit more because I think they've gotten the short end of the stick for a lot, far too long. And I think this idea, and I'm, you know, the the people that are saying this, you know, the sources that are saying this are people on the hockey, in the, the management side of these teams. Of course, they're concerned. So, you know, you can see why they're concerned. Why they they don't want to lose the power. Why don't they want to lose the advantage that they've had for so long over these sure. guys, over these sure. kids? Yeah, and and not not exactly the direction I saw this this conversation going, but I think you, <laughs> you I think you raised a good point nonetheless. I know I, I took it in a totally. You really direction. did not not what I saw. I was looking more of it from a hockey perspective, but that's fine, that's fine. But I guess kind of Sorry. parallel. To, it's it's fine, it's fine. You're doing your best. No, um, but I guess kind of parallel to that is. You know, are these guys? You think you see these guys sticking with these two teams? Because it's funny. The, the word was that Dubois wanted to go to a bigger market. And he went to Winnipeg. <laughs> he, he went to well, you cold, can, frigid. You can ask Ilya Brzezgalov how much he liked Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Yeah. So you wonder if he's going to stick there long term. And you know, it's funny. I noted on Twitter after the trade was made how how Columbus has had this 
ability really to to bring in these high profile guys. I only rattled off a few, and then mm-hmm. I had I had some some people on Twitter remind me of even some more like Panarin. Yeah, and you know you had Jeff Carter, Panarin, Gabrick, uh, Seth Jones. Like yeah. obviously he's worked out, but it seems like they bring in all these guys, and it doesn't take long for it to go south, and they end up you know you look Carter wanted out real quick, uh, Panarin ends up signing with the Rangers right. and not the Islanders. And, you know, it just doesn't seem to work out a lot there with these big stars. I mean, whether it's the fact that it's maybe considered a small market team, it's kind of, you're kind of out of the limelight. I don't know what it is, but is there anything to that, just the fact that the, the Blue Jackets just can't hang on to these, these star players? I mean, it's, it's, I'm sure there's something to these guys wanting to play in those bigger markets. Yeah. With the bigger markets come the bigger endorsement, endorsement deals. Not that NHL players get a ton of those, but certainly the money is there to be made in, in those bigger markets, and, there, mm-hmm. and there's a reason why yeah. you know, guys tend to want to go there. Um, there's the challenge of winning, that, winning there. There's the, the monetary... monetary mon- there's the money aspect. Sound it out. Shut up. <laughs> There's the money aspect that goes along with it, and um, I'm sure certainly some of these agents are also kind of steering them, steering them that way. But again, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think that there's something to be said for these guys having a little more handle on their own destiny instead of kind of being at the mercy of these teams where you know they get caught in you know, their entry level deal, they're stuck with they're, you know they're they are I don't want to say trap, but they are the property of the of said team, right. and there's no change in that. They're an RFA. They're the property of that team. There's no changing that unless they go, I'm not going to show up. And then when you don't show up, the rest of the league goes, oh, that guy sucks. He's a jerk. He doesn't want to show up. He hates his team. He doesn't want to play there. He's a, not a team yeah, guy. Yeah, usually it falls on the player. And so yeah. at that point, what, what other options do you have left? I mean, right. you got to, you know, at the end of the day, hockey is a team game. I get that. But at a certain point, you also got to look out for yourself. And you yeah. got to be your biggest proponent. And if you yeah. don't think you're being put in the best situation for you, uh, you know, I think there's something to be said for being able to stick up for yourself and finding yourself a way out of that situation. Yeah, sometimes people forget that, you know, they're not just players on your favorite hockey team. They're individuals, they're human beings, and, you know, they got their own wants, desires, and, you know, comfort levels and stuff like that. So, you know, I get it, but I think I think we're good on that. I think we can wrap here, right? Yes. I think we're good. So, folks, now I'm going to once again shift my body subtly so I can press this button here. Yeah, there we go. So, folks, we want to send a big thanks, a big, big thanks to Charlie O'Connor from The Athletic. Yes. And, of course, the great Donald Rosner from Blue Line Deli and Bagels for joining us tonight, sharing that huge news with us. And we want to thank specifically the Blue Line Deli and Bagels for sponsoring, sponsoring us, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Remember to head on over for great food, great service, and fantastic people. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com. For their great selections and hockey-themed heroes, I want to send a big thanks to Thai Technology, a voiceover IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. Check them out at TaiTechnology.com for all your telecom needs, or give them a call at 516-856-7800 and get three free months of service. And we want to thank the Hewlett House and Tires, located at 1740 Rockaway Avenue in Hewlett, offering free a free tire rotation with oil change. And $20 off tire alignment. Just mention Hockey Night in New York when you stop in or call for an appointment at 516-593-2200. And you can also check them out at HewlettHouseOfTires.com. And again, folks, we want to thank you guys for hanging out with us big time. We're going to get it, man. You know what? I, I, I started calling, you know, Bavillier and Bailey after five games. Next week is going to be five shows. So if we can't get it right next week... You're all welcome to start banking on us and trashing on us if you haven't already. But, yeah, big thanks to you guys. We're doing our best here. We hope you're enjoying the show here. We're having a lot of fun, and we're, we're, we're going to nail it. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. 
I have faith in us. I I'm I have glad. faith. I do. I, and and I, it, it's weird to say this, but I have faith in you, Christian. I have faith in you, Sean. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. So, folks, thanks so much for hanging with us. Remember to follow us on social media. Follow myself at Shoney Hockey. Follow Christian at C underscore Arnold zero one. Follow the show at Hockey Night NY. And the Islanders are playing once again next Sunday, so we got to figure out when we're going to do the show. We will fill you guys in on social media as always. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your night, and we will see you next week. All right, let's press a button. <laughs>